So thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore, thou shalt hear the word of my mouth and warn them from me. Have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee and examining current events from a biblical perspective, this is Bible News Radio with your hosts, Randall and Stacy Harp. <laughs> Wait just a second. How come I'm not hearing that? I don't know why you're not oh, hearing I can hear you. There we go. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you guys. Okay. Hey, it's Friday, people. Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right. How, how are you guys doing, huh? Are you doing good? I hope you're having a good day. <clears throat> or have had a good day. There's my husband. Yeah, he is. All right. So if you're on our text message list... Then you know why we're starting late here today on Bible News Radio because I texted a half hour ago and said, hey, or actually about an hour ago saying that we were going to be on half hour late um, because of some delays I had with my dad and some other stuff. And uh, anyway, I want to thank you guys for coming in to the show. I'm trying to get things settled here. Anyway, and uh, let you know that today we have a very interesting interview. We did this at the Prophecy Watchers uh, Forum that we were at. Nathan Reynolds wrote this book here. This book is called Snatched from the Flames, One Man's Journey to Uncover the Family Secrets Buried in His Bloodstained Past. The interview itself is about 20 minutes. I've actually been talking to you guys a um, couple times during the week already about this. This is actually a little picture of Nathan. He's, I think, 29 years old still. He's married. He was in the military at one point. It's really blurry, just so you know. Oh, it is? Okay. Anyway, and um, uh, he shared with us his story of how he uncovered some of these horrible things that took place um, when he was a child. And I have to tell you that if you go over to Amazon and you look at the reviews of this book, you'll see some reviews that that are calling him a complete liar, saying that this whole thing is made up. You'll you'll see some other reviews that are, you know, kind of um, uh, validating the story and saying, wow, you could never believe some of the stuff that he went through. So Nathan um, shared with me that he had been raised in the church, but there was a double life going on in the church family that he was raised in. And that church family happened to be a part of the occult. And I don't know about you guys, but um, there is um, a thing called uh, satanic ritualistic abuse, which Nathan um, says he is a victim of. And that in itself is also controversial because, um, well, because, you know, who wants to believe that, right? I mean, let's just be honest. And yeah, I have to tell you, um, in the 80s, actually, I think it was in the 90s, uh, the idea or the prevalence, rather, of satanic ritualistic abuse um, 
it you know it was a it was a very hot topic let's just put it that way and especially in the world of therapists everybody and their grandmother was coming out as a a victim of SRA which is the short word that's SRA means satanic ritualistic abuse <clears throat> And so I, I'm just prefacing this because I want you to know that there is controversy over this topic itself. Um, but I tell you what, I talked to Nathan and I did feel uncomfortable during the interview. And I think the reason why I felt uncomfortable because, um, you know, just because I've interviewed a lot of people um, and nobody likes to hear at least me, I don't like to hear really deep, dark, serious trauma stories. I just don't. I mean, it's not me. I'd rather live over here with, you know, unicorns and rainbows, okay? (laughs) Puppy dogs and kittens. Uh, I don't want to hear, you know, stuff because number one, I'm an empath. So I feel everything. Um, And number two, I have a really hard time believing this stuff really takes place. And yet, Given everything that I know of God's word and everything that I know of the stuff that we cover on this show, I have to believe. I would rather err on the side of believing somebody than not believing somebody. And so I have to tell you, I'm just, I'm just going to, I'm just being honest here. Uh, Dr. Michael Lake recommended uh, Nathan to me. And Dr. Michael Lake, his his wife came out of the cult, and he has this amazing story of of how that happened, and you know the dealing with the dark forces of the cult. And we know that the cult is real. I mean, I, I have no doubt whatsoever about that. We just talked about this, right? Um, anyway, Nathan was with Dr. Michael Lake at this conference. By the way, I'm going to have Dr. Lake on our show too in the future. Um, so so given. That endorsement um, is why I decided I would have Nathan on on the show, and I would do an interview with him. I will also tell you that during this interview, it was really, really hard um, for me to hold it together, um, to not cry. <clears throat> In fact, I did. I, cre- I, I believe I actually did cry during the interview. I teared up anyway at the very end. I, I was probably trying to hold it back, and I was very emotional because... Um, You know, because trauma, sexual trauma of any type is that. It's trauma. And you know what? People don't give victims a voice, not often, you know. But what really touched me about this interview, and you'll see, you'll see this with Nathan when he talks, is you'll see a passion for the truth. You'll see uh, some, some really sincere authenticity, I think, about who God really is. And, um, if, if it impacts you the way that it impacted me, you will, um, just want to give the guy a hug. I mean, seriously, you know, afterwards, you know, uh, I have a mother's heart, you know, I, I mean, I have a, um, I'd be interested offline to explore your uncomfortable. Yeah. I, yeah, that would be off. That would, I would love that, John. I think it'd be, I, well, I, I want your opinion anyway, as you know, cause I, I messaged you that, but um, but here's the thing. I, uh, I have a mom's heart. And so I ha- I'm a, I'm a defender of kids. And, you know, if this story is really true, and this is what he went through for real, uh, then bless his heart for coming forward. You know what I'm saying? 
if for some reason it's a made up tale, you know, only him and God know. But what I can tell you is that I wanted you to hear his story. You can decide for yourself if you think his story is real or not. Uh, I choose to uh, go with my heart and listen to him. And I actually also choose um, to let him share the gospel with you in the way that he did. And I think it will encourage you for sure. So I want to welcome Randall to the show, obviously. Hello, Bearface. Here am I. So, Randall, did you actually watch the whole interview or just kind of skim through it when you I were prepping it? I just kind of it? skimmed through it. Okay. Prepping it. So. And I thought about doing more with it, but um, just because of time, um, it's, it's pretty much a static shot. I could yeah. have done more with it. but Yeah. So, if you've seen some of the other interviews that Randall has done or, or think, you know, they go back and forth and they're moving, Randall adds all that afterwards. It was just really the camera sitting there listening, watching both me and Nathan as we were. Uh, talking. So let me go ahead and say hi to you guys. Uh, Stephen Batten. Hello, Stephen. Nice to see you there. Melanie, thank you for coming in. I And uh, let's see here. John is here. Yeah, you are. Mama Jean is here. Rex No Feet. Nice to see you here. Gary's only girl. I haven't seen you in quite a while. Glad you're here. Mia and Troy. Mia, I can't wait till you're here. Um, the interview is about 20 minutes, John. Just so you know. Anyway, so um, Mia's here, and uh, I believe in a week or so, we're going to get to see Mia and have her baptized. I believe that's what we're going to do, Mia. Mia, confirm or deny if we're going to get to baptize you or not, because uh, we would love for our Periscope family to be a part of that as well. Okay. Let me go over here to uh, um, Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> yes, let me get to Facebook. I'll tell you when you're there. I'm here. I found it. Oh, you've been sick? Oh, that's not good. Fibromyalgia is, is a, it's a, that's a, it's a bear. Yep. Okay, see, so Mia just confirmed everybody that when she comes here next week, uh, we're going to get to baptize her or somebody. I don't know if she's going to have Randall do it or me do it. Either way, we're good with it. Um, and so we were, this will probably happen on Saturday the 10th, November 10th. That's my guess. So uh, you've been invited. <laughs> and w ah, also, before we get to the interview, I just want to do really fast. Um, if you um, are not on my text message list, I want to let you know. You can join that by texting the term Bible News to 33222, okay? And uh, probably, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking tomorrow I'm going to do a giveaway, tomorrow. So you want to be on my list before then uh, so that um, you can uh, enter. Or we could do it now. Or we could do it by the end of the show. That's kind of what I prefer. Yeah, let's do it by the end of the show. So text to... Uh, if you're not on there yet, you can go right now. Just take a second to go and text the term Bible News to 33222. And then I am going to give away a book. Yeah, I will. What book? I don't know. <laughs> but I will. Wait. Wait, hold on. It's free for all Friday. Let's see here. I got a whole stack of books. Let's see. What one can we give away? And sign up for Legal Shield or ID Shield. Yes. 
By the way, hey, you guys, I gotta tell you something. Um, okay. Let's see here. Ah, here's here's a book. I'm gonna give this book a book away. Alright, so this is a book I'm gonna give away. It's called Start with Praise, Living Empowered Through Prayer. It's a devotional. This is published by Harvest House Publishers. It's brand new off the presses here. It is by Sally Burke and Cindy Claypool. Yeah, it is. And uh, the back says, feeling inadequate? Be empowered, people. Well, it doesn't say people, but anyway. Today's needs and tomorrow's uncertainties can bring us to our knees. We often don't feel up to the task of carrying out God's mission with strength and courage in our jobs, activities, and families. Let this 40-day devotional empower you to be bold in all you do and to experience the joys of faithful prayer, just like Jesus chose 12 ordinary men to be his disciples. God placed you right where you are in the middle of an ordinary life that can have eternal impact. Follow the Moms in Prayer four-step prayer process day by day and learn how to invite God's power into every area of your heart. It all starts with praise. Okay, so here's the thing. All right, just so you know, um, join my text message list, okay? Text Bible News 33222, okay? And I will pick the, oh geez, this is going to be hard. I will see. What number should I pick, Randall, as far as the entries coming in? 22. 22? Okay, so I will pick the 22nd. Of course, I don't know if that many people are watching. <laughs> Uh, I will, okay, I'll do this. I will pick the closest to the 22nd entry that comes in by the end of the show. How's and what, that? what is the, what does the entry look like? Well, the entry, okay, so, um, so yeah, okay, so text me, start with praise. There you go. That's the name of the book. Just text that, start with praise. And of course, um, you know, the closest number to 22, I will pick that. By the end of the show. You must be present to win. <laughs> Just so you know. Otherwise, you won't know you won. You'd have to like, you know. Okay. All right. Okay. Where was I? Okay. So, let's uh, let's go ahead and roll the, the, the video. And then we'll uh, go ahead and talk about some other stuff. But are you ready, Bearface? Uh, give me about... Uh... Four seconds. Okay. The other thing I want to tell you is that yesterday when we were talking about Ariel and their discount, the 20% discount for, um, I see the entries coming in. Okay. So you guys are doing it good. Um, the, the, um, the 20% discount for Ariel Ministries does not apply to the Ariel courses. Just so you know, I did find that out today. Uh, so if you sign up for the Ariel courses and go through those with, uh, um, Ariel, you don't get the discount on that. And the reason why is because they don't actually run it. It's, believe it or not, it's not their thing. So, but anyway, um, so you got that. And don't forget, Ariel, you can go to BibleNewsRadio.com and download our brand new um, Bible study on, was it Satanism? Satanology. Satanology. So, <laughs> we're talking a lot about the devil today. Um, but yeah, you can down that, download that and you can um, do that. So. All right. Ready? I'm ready. I just got to put my earbuds in so I can hear this. Okay. I can hear it now. Okay. Hey, everybody. All right. So, 
as you guys know, Randall Pandle Bearface, it's not his real name, uh, he has actually got us into this room with there's no people. Let's see if anybody comes in during this interview. It'll be interesting to watch. But anyway, so this guy here, his name is Nathan Reynolds. Is this your real name or a pen name? That is my real name. It's his real name. Okay. This guy wrote a book called Snatch from the Flames, One Man's Journey to Uncover the Family Secrets Buried in His Bloodstained Past. And I was just told that I should interview him. Okay. Now, Dr. Michael Lake, who you actually saw probably that interview already. If not, we'll play it later. I don't know the future. <laughs> anyway, uh, you're a friend of Michael's, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, how did you meet him? I met Dr. Lake actually at Hear the Watchman Conference in Dallas, officially, but okay. over the phone and prior to that a couple of years ago. Okay. Yeah. And has anybody interviewed you about this yet? Yeah, a couple dozen. Yeah. yeah. Just a couple dozen people, huh? Yeah. All right. Any women? Yes. I'm not the first. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's all right. You're the, you're the first one to really film it like this, though. This is very official. Uh, ah, yeah. You got this is. nice formal room. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we just made that up. <laughs> okay, so what's your... Okay, so I read the back, which, yeah. you know, basically... Okay, so this... According to this, you've murdered somebody. Okay. <laughs> that's part of it, yeah. Okay. Well, that's the hook, huh. right? Yeah. Okay. So. There's, other, there's other things that could hook people, you know, that can be part of right? it. Right. Okay. All right. So snatch from the flame. Okay. Well, just tell us your story. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Well, my story really begins in two separate places simultaneously. I was born smack dab in between the worlds that normal people live in and then criminals and people that operate much of the society live in. And so because of that, I was raised on one side, a very normal Christian poverty kind of household and shown constantly this kind of weakness in the Christian body. And then on the other side, the only time I ever got to see real power demonstrated was in the kingdom of darkness mm. and was with people that really knew the secrets. And the secrets are, is that there is always power that's waiting for you if you're willing to compromise, if you're willing to give something of yourself you can have greater power than anything you've ever known. And so I was stuck constantly between those two worlds. Uh, and so it, it gave me a different perspective than most people have. I didn't know normal like most people do. And so for most of my life, I learned how to wear masks all around everywhere I ever went. I never knew who I really needed to be until uh, many, many years later in my life. So kind of, did you, would you say that you kind of became like a chameleon? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So, okay. So that's, that's an interesting answer, and I'm pretty sure nobody else has ever said this on my show before. <laughs> yeah. But you're 29. Yeah. Right? So you're still very young mm. in comparison to me. I mean, I could be your mother. I mean, like, I'd be a young mother, but still, you know, I could be your mom. Bless my heart. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, okay, so tell us a little bit more about your story then. Yeah. I mean, so were you in the cult? Yeah. So my, my family were practitioners of what is called left-hand path in many ways, and so... Never heard of it. They they basically, rather than walking kind of in the light of the day, they embrace the darkness and they walk and relish in it. And so they choose to make their children pass through the fires of abuse and, and of ritualistic abuse specifically. So my father and my grandfather specifically was a high-level individual in the Knights of Columbus. 
and in a way to climb the ranks of that organization in some of their tendrils is to give children over to other members of those groups. So I was put through systemic traumatization as a young child and it created in me some really intense rage and hatred sure. and bitterness and this desire for vengeance and justice and wanting to see these people stopped at whatever it takes. And so they used that same anger and rage and hatred to channel it towards their ends. And they taught me that I could take vengeance on people at a young age. Wow. And so that's what I began to do. Wow. Okay, that's heavy. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to get heavier before it gets lighter. I was going to say. It's going to get better at the end, but it's not yeah. going to be pretty till then. Yeah. Well, yeah. you can't share at all because then right. people won't read your book. Do you have a website by any chance? I do. I do. Snatchfromtheflames.com. Oh, good name. Okay. Well, and I'm going to assume the Snatch from the Flames part has to do with hell. No, I would say the living hell, right? Okay. That some of us are born in hell, right? And they've yeah. never known a day of, of, of life, you mm. know? And so my family chooses to raise their children in those pits of despair and of hopelessness and of learned helplessness. And, yeah. and really the snatching comes from when the father reaches his hand into a moment in your life and you willingly accept his redemption. Mm -hmm. And that's what started for me. It started when I was seven years old and I had this moment where I heard that there was power in the name of Jesus that I'd never seen in the church, that I never saw in any of the Christian schools I was raised in. And I saw people demonstrating authority. And I understood authority. I understood that there was a legal structure to power in this world. And, and I saw that maybe there could be more power in the kingdom of heaven than there was in darkness. But it took me many, many years before I got to see that ever demonstrated. So what's your overwhelming point of view, I guess that's a good word. I was going to say position. Perspective. That's mm -hmm. the right word. I knew it was a P word. Mm -hmm. What's your overwhelming perspective on the American church today, just as a whole? Because, I mean, you're talking, yeah. you know, it's it's only been within the last uh, probably couple of decades, well, I would say decades, maybe the last 10 years, yeah. that I've seen anybody really start talking about this type of other yeah. world. Because, yeah. you know, but I think the enemy knows he's getting more bolder, you know, and all that, yeah. but compared to the church today, yeah. what's your perspective on the church? Like the well, average Christian believer. The average Christian is beguiled, right? I would say that they're intentionally deceived into believing the vast majority of things they believe to be true are lies. Hmm. They've lost their identity. And that's, that's so much of what my story was. I had no identity. I didn't know who it was when I looked in the mirror. And so much as is that is echoed in the church body as a whole is that they believe that what the word says is what that guy says on the stage or that that man who says, I speak in the name of God knows the truth. And the reality is more often than not, he's just regurgitating the same thing that his previous pastor or his seminary professor told him. And he doesn't really know that word. And so because of that, they're easily duped into believing and being swayed into any direction. That's so true. Beguiled. Yeah. That's a great word. Yeah. You agree? Awesome word. It's so true. Yeah. You know, we tell we try to tell everybody on our show all the time, don't believe us, look it up. That's right. Test it. Test it. Make That's sure right. what we're saying is right. Yeah. And the scripture in its context, in its original context, Absolutely. needs to be understood. Yeah, to who it is, the culture, the people, the reason, the why. You need to know all of that. That's right. Yeah. All right. So, okay, so you were abused badly, which mm. sucks. That sucks. Yeah. Just so you know. Yeah. It really does suck. It does. <laughs> it does. And so, okay, so, you know, I don't like to recount all trauma, but mm. what you, you eventually killed. Mm -hmm. So how'd that come about? How old were you? Six years old. Six years old. Okay. Was it an animal, a person? No, I was a human being. Wow. Yeah. 
So, so that is there is a ritualized nature to someone's first kill when they are brought into a brotherhood, and so you are taught and trained, and yet you're too physically incapable to do that. So people assist you in that process so, to okay. do that. So that makes sense then. If if you were put in jail as a six year old, that wouldn't make sense. No. So you had assistance. Yeah, and it starts there, and it, and they teach you what that's like, and they push you past your comfortability zone until there's nothing left of internal checks and balances until you have no, nothing left inside you to restrain you from doing that on their command. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So, so it started there, it didn't stop there, and I got a, I figured that uh, I could finally make this stop. I thought I could be the one that could put an end to this, and so they, they'd convince me that the people that I targeted and the people that they would send me after are pedophiles, and this is the guy who's abusing your family, and if, if you take this person for us, we will give you a reprieve from the pain that you've suffered and it'll make sure that your sister isn't dealing with the same thing and so you're continually beguiled it's it's a very real thing for both camps sure into believing that so how did you like did you like personality wise split yeah absolutely okay and so that's a huge aspect of it is the splitting of the consciousness of the soul of the person to have different personalities mm -hmm. so you'll have a side of you that is completely compromised morally and is willing to do whatever it takes in order to fulfill the goal of the mission or to fulfill the desires of your target and then you have another side of you that's still moral and still a normal person and is holding on to that as much as they can mm -hmm. You know yeah. what? I understand. I do. Yeah. I understand. I bet I actually have a couple of friends that have split and they, and it's, it's always because of trauma. Yeah. And there's often what I found is that there's been a lot of rage and anger against the church. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it happens in the church. It does. That's the thing that is, that just pisses me off actually. Yeah, it should. <laughs> yeah, it, it should. does. Yeah, it makes me mad. Yeah, and it should enrage us. It should enrage us that this is tolerated, that this is something that people are, are allowing to happen under their watch. You know, we don't have one of the punishments for people walking away from obeying God is that God would allow us to have shepherds that would lead us astray. Mm -hmm. You know, we're suffering the judgment. Judgment, it says that judgment starts in the house of the Lord, and the judgment is already here. The judgment is the impotency of the church. There's no, there's no strength in there. There's nobody actually shepherding the church and knowing how to discern between a wolf and a sheep and a goat. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you got to shoot a wolf in order to protect your flock. Other times you need to make sure that those sheep are protected from the people that are there to devour the flesh. Yeah. The problem is many of the pastors taking up the flocking of the sheep are the ones wearing sheep's masks and they're the wolves. Yeah. Well, and you know, we like to like be entertained and, mm -hmm. and so people don't want to actually admit that and actually yeah. see that. And so that's, to me, that's where, um, where, you know, you want to smack the church around a little bit because yeah. there's so many hirelings. In fact, yeah. the interesting thing I, I was telling, I'm not sure it was Billy or somebody, it was somebody I was telling that one of, one of the things, um, that I know as somebody who gets to interview all the speakers, I, somebody asked me, well, what's that like? And I said, well, it's interesting because there's always a message. None of them know what they're saying to me. But there's always a message, and that's one of the messages that I've gotten this this mm. this day is that there is the um, essentially witchcraft in the church. Yeah, the deception is really there, and the problem is trying to wake up a church that isn't interested in it. And you know, I just got out of Jeff Kinley's uh, thing where he was talking about fake news and all this mm. other stuff, and he laid it out with the 
with what was in the scripture. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what? Because so many of the popular speakers today in the church, outside the church, it, you can get really sucked into their message without Christ being mentioned at all. And it's nuts because yeah. it's so deceptive. You don't even think, oh, they're a Christian. That's all you know. But they never mentioned Jesus or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So how did your conversion, I guess, take, yeah. take place after yeah. what happened? Well, really, it started with, and the book really starts out with the love story, which was meeting this, this an innocent. You know, I, I had this woman walk into my life. Her name was Chelsea, and she knew nothing about this. I was so, I'd worked so hard and very, very intentionally to bury this aspects of my past and to make sure that stuff never saw the light of day and a hope that I might just be able to experience normal, just a little bit of normal. And so when she came into my life, it was this opportunity to find love and to find peace and to find a future. And so I had so much joy and so much hope and excitement. And then we ended up falling in love and getting married and starting, starting on this journey of life. That's supposed to be the happily ever after, right? Boy meets girl. They started hanging out and dating and and then that never came to fruition. A year and a half into our marriage, I went from being this warm, outgoing, bubbly guy that was so passionate about his ministry and about work and being a, a husband to a stranger to her. And I, come, I changed my name, changed everything about me, left my job, left my ministry, left everything that I had and became a different human being and woke up next to a stranger who I didn't know and love mm-hmm. in many ways. I loved her in name only, mm-hmm. right? And so how does a marriage survive that? How does a marriage ever endure something like that. And it really wasn't until my wife's womb was opened up and we conceived a child miraculously that it arrested me and locked me into a moment and I had to make a decision whether or not I was gonna do whatever it takes to make sure that my daughter is not raised in the lifestyle and in the world that I came from. And that was my breaking point. That was my moment of choosing. Uh, do I really believe that God could redeem me and restore me and teach me how to be a father and teach me how to be a husband and maybe save me rather than just allow me to continue living? Yeah. And so how old is your daughter? She's a few years old now. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. So we've been on this journey now for a couple of years and this book really chronicles from mm-hmm. that moment on. Wow. And so, so then your wife, Chelsea, mm-hmm. she, she's quite amazing. I absolutely. bet. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. How'd you meet her? So I uh, love, love stories. What can I say? <laughs> you got to read the first chapter of the book to find out how I met her. No, the second actually, okay. but but um, at a community group um, for, I was running connections for a college ministry in Colorado. And she, okay. I had to make sure she felt welcome. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was so far out of my league, I pushed her into the friends category. And that's probably the only reason it ever worked out, yeah. you know, was, really? was starting out there. And, and uh, I ended up boarding a plane and flying to Afghanistan. And it was while I was over there that I realized I, I couldn't be without her, you know, and I wanted to go back and see about a girl. And so that's what I did. Yeah. Now you were in the military. Yes. And is that why you went to Afghanistan? That's not why I went to Afghanistan. No. No, I went over with a uh, non-government organization at the time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. But you were in the military. How'd before that, that. How'd that, before that. Mm-hmm. How long, I mean, you're so young. Yeah, you keep saying that. I know. Yeah, you're really serious about it. <laughs> uh, I know. Okay, but okay, so. <laughs> I've lived a little, though. When were I've you lived in the little. military, though? Yeah, I got emancipated the government when I was 17. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Wow. See, you guys want to read his book, don't you? Yeah, you do. Okay, so what's the website? Snatchedfromtheflames.com. I know that. You said that already, but I'm so old. I almost forgot. You did not. You're yeah. fine. 
Okay, do you want to share any, any more of your story? I don't want you to share it all because yeah. I want somebody to get the book. Well, well, the real reason I wrote the book is because there's people out there today that woke up that have no idea what's really going on in their life, doesn't have any clue what's wrong with their friend or their mother or their sister. They have no idea what's happening in their life. And some of those people out there are needing to understand that there's a lot more going on in this world than what meets the eye. Yeah. And that there's a lot more that's gone on in their past than anything they're willing to actually look at. And because they've, they've been looking at little pieces of their past and been so mortified and so terrified, they set it back down and they say, I'm not looking at that again. And the reality is that stuff is poisoning our lives and it's rotting our society from the inside out. And this is the devil's playground. And it's been playing itself out in the church and it's the best place for these chameleons to hide is right amongst you. Yeah. And so this book is, is to expose the wicked works of darkness. It says we're commanded to expose the wicked works of darkness. We're not to have any part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but we are to expose and reprove them. And this book is about exposing and reproving them, but it's also a story of redemption. It's a story of what can happen when you let those pieces of your past speak, when you can allow the darkness of your past come to the light and find healing and purpose. That no matter what you've been through, no matter what you've done, no matter what you've been made to do, you can find meaning and you can have redemption. And that's that's what the quest that I'm on now is to make sure that people, no matter what they're going through, they know that they can have hope. Mm -hmm. They can have meaning to the meaningless things and to the madness just as well. That's so true. Now, Ephesians 5.11, I think, is the verse. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That, that, that verse is my opening verse on every episode of our really? show. Really? All yeah. right. High five to you. Yeah, high five to you. Good <laughs> to you guys. Yep. And that's why I know it because yeah. we say it in every show. Good. Yeah. Good. Well, and the truth is, is that it, it really is, it, you know, deception is, is so rampant mm -hmm. and beautiful. It is. It's seductive. It's seductive. It wouldn't yeah, work any other work. way. Right. And, you know, I mean, people like to think, oh, well, you know, Lucifer, he's an angel of light, right? He was beautiful. Hmm. Yeah, he was. And his ministers are like him. Mm-hmm. his apostles, too. Yep. Yeah. And it's sucky because, you know, you can go ahead and, and, you know, get sucked into the word of faith movement and all this other crap. But when you start talking about stuff like this, some people will go, oh my gosh, and pick up the phone and they'll all talk and they'll go, okay, I get it. Mm -hmm. Other people think you're the nut. Yeah, of course. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. They, they thought our Messiah was crazy too. His own mother, his own brothers, his sisters, his family members tried to drag him away as insane. Yep. You know, the woman who birthed the virgin redeemer of the world tried to drag him out of his ministry. You know, so yeah, count it a joy. Right? We get accounted a joy when people speak all kinds of reviling things about us, right? It means we're on target. Yeah. So what's your, what do you think your call is? I mean, as far as, because you're young, and I know I keep saying this, yeah. but the reason I bring this up is because the average age to my audience is over 65. Okay. Okay? We have been trying a way to try to, to, to reach the millennials, which is basically, yeah. I guess, your category, right? Yeah. I'm right on the fringe of that. Yeah. That's fine. I'm one of my Generation X or something, I think. Anyway. So what would you say for your generation yeah. is the way to get salvation to people? Because yeah. it seems like there's this gap between your generation and not even my generation, but the next one, the one Absolutely. above me. Absolutely. Because I kind of see my generation as that lost generation. Absolutely. That's where the hardest generation of all of them. Is divorce yours. and all that came mm -hmm. through. And then you, you guys are kind of the offspring of ours, which was mm -hmm. a complete mess. Yeah. Ours was. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. what would you say is how, how can that, that, how can we reach people your age? I guess. That's yeah, the question. absolutely. Be authentic, be unapologetically authentic. We, we, we know that we've been raised in a world of lies. 
We don't believe the lies of what our parents believe. We don't believe the same lies that your generation and the generation beyond you believed. And we got to see that this whole like, oh, go get a good job, go to nice school and you can retire and you're going to enjoy it. We don't believe any of that because we've seen it and yeah, we've seen it. And we also have the ability to test what people say. And so we're better understanding when it comes to evaluating whether or not what it is that people say in rooms like this is true or not, right? They're better at researching. They're better at testing what it is you have to say. So be authentic and be unapologetic about what you believe. People, my generation is hungry for conviction. We want to see people that absolutely go all in for everything. They're absolute everything for what they believe in. We need to see that. That's what inspires us. It's people like the people that are over in this room right now that are standing on stages that are saying the things that make people squirm in their seats and want to get out of there. We want to see that. We want to see more of that than anything that's ever been in this world because that is something I can inspire to. That's something I believe in. I want to be like that. But there's so few of those people. They're so rare. And we need more of you guys out there that are willing to say, you know what? As for me and my house, we are going to stand and make a difference. We're going to serve the father of redemption with everything in us, no matter what. And above all else, we are gonna seek the truth. And that's what people want. They want the truth. They want the whole truth and nothing but the truth. They really do. That being said, you better step on some toes. You better be willing to be burned alive in these coliseums of public opinion because that's exactly what we're here for. We're supposed to light the way for people. You'll love my show. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to check it out. <laughs> you have no idea who you're talking no, to. That's no, no. That's the funny part. Yeah. Uh, everybody's like, yeah, stand yeah. up. Anyway, all right. See, They'll love the book, though, and so will you. You know what? You yeah, know? I, I'm going to There's get... a lot more in there than just my story. There's a lot of other people's stories in there because there's cool. stories of people from rooms like this. I collect people's stories. That's what I do now. I, mm -hmm. I see people's testimonies as the way to defeat the enemy. It says in Revelation 12 and 11 that the enemy is defeated by the blood of the lamb, the oh, words of our testimony, nice. but not loving our lives even unto death. And that's the last part where everyone gets stuck in this meaningless Christianity that we're not supposed to love our lives anymore. We're supposed to, we are supposed to die. Like you're called to death. You're not, we're not called to anything other than death and crucifixion in the most public and shaming way. And that is our purpose. That is our calling. But because of that, we get a new life. We get a life that matters. We get a life that changes the world. We get a life that is different than anything the people around us have ever known us as. And because of that, most people hate us. And that's better to be hated by the world because then God says that we are then loved by him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And that's the thing. You know, man pleasers are, you know, not never hated by anybody. Yeah. I have enemies. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> I believe it. I do. <laughs> How can you hate me? Seriously. Um, do you have a podcast or anything? Uh, not yet. Heads. No, hmm. no. I, I tend to go along with other people. You yeah, should, I'll, get uh, get I'll, get, I'll get there. I'll get there. I'll get there. You um, know, it's a process for me. I'll be releasing the book. I, I release a chapter every week for free for people online so they can check that out at my website. I also have a blog on there and I'll be releasing a chapter of the audio and the podcast and the YouTube version of the book Good. every week along with that. You need to do that. Thank you. Yeah. We'll help promote it. I'm agreed. Yeah, we will. All right. Is there anything else you'd like our audience to know about you? Yeah. If, if you are one of the people that she's describing as that, okay, you think you're one of those older generation folks and that maybe you don't think you have a huge meaning left or you don't have a ton of purpose left or you're tired and you're weary and you're exhausted. Remember this, there is a generation that is crying out for people that will help to show the way your command is to pave the way for us and to show us that there is a better future waiting for people that make a decision today right now that they can go all in with everything in them and be willing to suffer the persecution of this world for the sake of a better weight of glory show people that you believe what you say live it 
and we'll follow. Amen. So you're going to make me cry, man. It's worth it. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, see, at the end there, you know, uh, there I was crying like a baby, just so you know. And, you know, I gave the game a hug, as you could see. And um, I just... Uh, Radio silence. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, well, now you know I kind of felt uncomfortable. He's a pretty intense guy, you know, and... Uh, but where do you see, just out of curiosity, where do you see the passion that he has with your life or with other believers' lives around you? I mean, seriously, I'm making you cry too. Yeah, well, I'm a softy. What can I say? And, you know, and the thing is, though, I mean, so let me ask you, did you, did you guys believe his story now that you've seen it? What, what do you think? And Randall, you can obviously weigh in too. Um, you, you haven't gotten the book yet, but um, I do have all these gazillions of entries that came in for the other thing yet. I'm not, I'm not. It's not the end of the show, but I will count those in in a few minutes. Um, so, what do you think? Do you believe his story, or or what? Because I think the thing for me is. Um, you know, kids today, they want authenticity and, you know, basically, Dude. you know, live what you believe. So Melanie says, yes, yeah, she believes. Tracy said, well, uh, Aaron says, I came in late, but I'll definitely be getting the book. Yeah. And don't forget, you, you, you can actually go over to um, snatchedfromtheflames.com and there are actually a number of chapters already on the website. So you can actually read some of it already on the website. And I believe some of the audio book is there as well. Uh, yes, he has been delivered. Um, says, morning forever. Not near enough information for me, says John. Yeah. I, I, I understand that. I figured out what it was that, but that made me uncomfortable because he's just so intense, you know. Mm. Just really intense, you know. It's like, yes, you know, all that. In any case, he makes a great point about authenticity. Right. I mean, even in even in the world, you know, we see people and we say, "Oh, they're a sellout," you know, because you know they're, they're not authentic. They sold out for this or that, and right. And you know, especially in politics, it's all about selling out and compromise, whatever. So I would say, not just the younger generation, but the entire. Uh, you know, population, the, the entire, all of humanity is looking for those few and far between that just, you know, say what they mean, mean what they say, and, you know, and they're all in, like he, like he says, mm -hmm. that they're authentic about it and, and how much we need to be, too. Kind of one of my uh, life verses that I have not yet attained to, but I still press on. That's not the one from Philippians. Uh, but in Second uh, Corinthians chapter 5, a couple of verses there, 15 and 16, I believe, that um, 
you know, the love of Christ constrains us or, or controls us, you know, has a grip on us, if you will. I'm doing my own uh, translation here. Um, because we judge thus that if one died for all, then all died, and he died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Right. And that's part of, you know, Paul writes to, you know, the church at Rome, says, do you not know that as many as were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? It's it's not a, you know, Christ is not something we add to our lives. You know, my, my life is about, uh, you know, the PTA, um, Mexican food, football, and Jesus, you know, and they kind of all, you know, get I kind of go back and forth between and shuffle around. You know, the idea is that, you know, he died for us. Uh, he died for all. So, uh, you know, technically speaking, for from a, from an uh, eternal perspective, well, from a <laughs> present perspective, from God's perspective, we're dead. And but we've been given a new life, and the new life isn't ours of our own merit of our construction, or uh, you know, it's it's His life, the life of Christ, His reputation, and His His power, uh, His spirit, His moral character, and we ought to be living in that, um, you know, not for ourselves, but for Him who died for us and rose again, and so. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's food true. Food for thought. It, it, it's a lot of food for thought. <laughs> uh, let me go ahead and read some other comments. So let's see here. So re, re answering my question about whether or not you think you believe him. Uh, Gina said, I think so. Love that he's not dwelling on the part, but looking to God for the future. That's a great point. And that's part of the reason why I wanted you to hear what he had to say. Because I would much rather... Um, we all hear the, the 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 horror stories of you know our sin or people who've sinned against us or um, you know things we've done and God has delivered us, but we don't often get the glory back to the Lord where it belongs. So that was that was cool. And Tracy said it kind of it it kind of resonated with me. Sad. Uh, Aaron says we live in a world of unauthentic people. That's true. It's refreshing to feel that intensity and realness. So, yeah. And see, I agree with you. I think it is refreshing. Maybe that's another reason I felt uncomfortable because I'm so authentic that, you know, I mean, you know where I stand. <laughs> Just so you know, if I'm mad, you'll know about it. If I'm not, you'll know about it. If I'm touched or moved, you'll see it, you know. So, um, and then Mama Gina said he obviously has to deal with finding his authentic self, uh, Tracy says, grateful to have been redeemed by a loving God. Stephen said, amen. And uh, Y Tranch says, I'm an MS too. Well, good. I, I don't know what your MS is in. Mine's in clinical psychology, just so you know. Yeah, it, yeah. Aaron says, I can also relate because I can be intense. Well, and I think a lot of us can be. Um, I've been told, I, I've been told before that I'm I can be intense, but I, I think the Lord has softened me over the years. I think when I'm mad, I can definitely be intense. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, so let me... When I go camping, I can definitely be intense. 
All right. So if you haven't yet, if you came in late, I'm giving away this book here called Start With Praise. It's a devotional. All you got to do to enter is text the term Bible News to 33222. No, don't. No, don't. Yeah. Well, you have to join my list. In order to join the list, you got to join by texting Bible News to 33222. And then once you're on the list, text Start With Praise. And then I'll count the number in a couple minutes here because we're almost out of time. But anyway, so. um, Yeah. Did you get it? I did. Part of my Taco Bell I had earlier. Yo, Kiero, Taco Bell. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Block that user. Okay. Um, All right. So we're going to go over here. I'm going to refresh the page. Uh, and see how many more entries came in. It it actually took um, it took a few minutes for the entries to come in. You guys, some of you entered like way more than one time. That wasn't a stipulation. Yeah, it wasn't. But I have to now. I have to figure out how to how to count those entries. You just it doesn't show them in order. No. Oh. Okay. Well, I mean it, it does, but but they're layered on top of each other. Yeah, I just got yours, Aaron. So, uh, but like Melanie, she entered like how many times? <laughs> Twelve times. <laughs> so, Melanie, uh, you cracked me up. Okay, anyway, but you weren't the only one, Melanie. There was somebody else too that entered like a gazillion times watching on YouTube. I know who you are. I have your number. <laughs> Literally. All right. All right. You guys crack me up. So if they both entered 12 times, that's 24 entries right there. Well, I know, right? So now I have to I have to figure this out. Gosh, you guys. And I just sent Melanie some books. So if she wins, I'm going to be in trouble. Because uh, anyway. Just have to send another package. Yeah. Okay. All righty. All right, I also want to let you know, okay, like, next week, I think next week, yes, next week we have Dr. Michael Heiser on the show, and Dr. Michael Heiser is very highly respected and, and, uh, and loved among people and theologians, and he wrote, a, he wrote a new book on angels. Yeah, I know, I didn't, I didn't say that you couldn't. I know, right? I know. Anyway, I didn't, I didn't say that you couldn't, but... There's all these other things. Okay. Anyway, Mike Heiser wrote a book about angels. And so we're going to talk to him next week on Thursday. And uh, it's going to be interesting, you know. Maybe I'll share my angel uh, story. I can do that while we're trying to finish the show up if you want. Okay. You really appreciate the show. Well, thank you, Stephen. I appreciate you too, buddy. I really, really do. Because, um, and, and I should just say this too. Let me, let me just say this. First of all, I, I want to thank all of you again, not only those who donate on a regular basis to what we do. I really, really appreciate it. You have no idea how much it means to us, how much it actually helps us out. It really does. Uh, you have no idea, but trust me, it does. Um, and then the other thing is, I want to thank all of you who last month in October joined ID Shield or Legal Shield or both. Um, because of you guys, uh, we were able to uh, Performance Club Qualify Pro uh, for the fifth month in a row. 
five months in a row, you guys. You guys helped me do that. So here we are in November. It is what? November 2nd. And we got to do this all over again. So, <laughs> so here's the thing. If you're interested in learning more about identity theft protection or you need business protection or legal shield protection, and I think we all do, but you know, if you want more info, get in touch with me. I would love to set up a time, to talk to you about it, share with you what the benefits are and all of that. Because you know, the thing is, is it's, it's great coverage. And I, I will tell you something. Um, okay. Thanks, John. I will tell you something. Randall and I were talking earlier today because he's ordered a couple things on eBay right recently. Two things that came back that were, well, one, one was a mirror for my car that I broke. It didn't fit. It doesn't fit. It doesn't work. <laughs> and he was sharing with me the like ridiculous conversation he's having with the seller at eBay. And I mean, it's ridiculous. And so I told, <laughs> told Randall, I said, well, we got legal shield. I'll just contact the attorney and have them write the guy a letter and get your refund. I mean, and you know, I just, I'm just being honest, right? That's a benefit to having legal shield, right? That's one of the benefits to having legal shield is that when you have something like that, whereas a lot of people will go, well, forget it. This is a point. You get mad. Well, no, don't get mad. Get legal shield. <laughs> then that's actually the title. That's the the thing there. Anyway, so all that to say, um, you know, you guys know we're trying to win that Cabo trip, which would be awesome because we haven't had a vacation in like 12 years or something. Um, so your membership joining will, will help us reach that goal, but it will actually protect you. And also the other thing too, I want to let you know, is that if you're in Alberta, Canada, um, you know, uh, ID Shield family is only twelve ninety five for some reason. I don't know why, but it is. $12.95. <laughs> A month. That's yeah. it. That covers your whole family up to 10 people. So if you're one of John's friends, get in touch with me, okay? Because we'll sign you up. Um, yeah, and Aaron signed up. John, okay, I'll tell you who signed up this last month. Aaron signed up. Uh, Gina, Mama Gina signed up. In fact, it was Mama Gina's that actually put me over. Uh, John and his wife signed up. And um, uh, Doug Hershey signed up. So that's four people. Yeah. So you guys all signed up and you, you definitely helped us. I had some carryover points, but see, I need more than that. I probably need, I'm trying to figure it out. It's, it makes, it's, they changed some of the things. So it makes it a little bit more, more, um, uh, challenging, but I think on average, I need four or five people a month to actually sign up in order to keep qualifying. So, um, yeah. So if that's something that interests you, then let me know. You can go to bit.ly forward slash protect me. And that has to be all caps. All right, so let's go ahead and let's let me see if I can count through these um, uh, things. And I'm going to go ahead and scroll down here. And I'm going to count. Let's see here. Okay, there's Melanie's. And then, okay. All right, so there's one. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, and that's not an entry. Twelve, 
13. All right, there's 13. So I'm going to go back. I'm going to count through again. So 13. I'm going to find Melanie's again. Hold on a minute. Hold on a second. <laughs> I'm trying to find it. Where is it? There it is. Okay. 14. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. All right. There you go. Tracy Petroff. You are our winner, girlfriend. I don't know if you're still in here or not, but Tracy, you win the book. Uh, start with praise. There you go. Congratulations. I will send this to you as soon as I can get it in the mail which may be tomorrow or probably probably next week, actually. So congratulations to, to Tracy Petroff for winning the book. And thank you guys for entering the contest. Really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, that was the other thing, too. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I think she left. <laughs> she was here. Ouch. Wait a minute. Ah, darn it. I'm trying to get this here. Wait, hold on. There it is right there. Okay, and just so you know, we only have a couple of these books left. Oops. <laughs> that just fell off the thingy. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, we have, we have, uh, uh, fortunately nothing broke. <laughs> oh, you're still here. Okay, good. All right, so Fearless Prayer and the Israel, uh, uh, the Christian's Biblical Guide to Understanding Israel. This package, $15. If you want to donate to our show, I'll be happy to send this to you. Uh, if you want just uh, the book, this book itself, I think I priced it at $9. And if you want this one, I think it's 8 bucks, which is actually still cheaper than Amazon. This one's regularly um, 14 This one's 14 alone. And this one's 10 So, um, So if you guys want to buy the package and get this, then go over to BibleNewsRadio.com and check it out. Okay, I think that's it. All right. Do you guys have any comments or questions anymore? Um, you know, Randall, do you have anything you want to share? Or As a matter of fact, I don't. You don't? Yeah. <laughs> send it. I'll send you some money. <laughs> Which one? The, the Fearless Prayer? This one here? You, you support us every month. <laughs> yeah. Tracy, I'll just send it to you. You don't have to send me more money. All right, I'll send that to you, too. All right. I think that okay. is it. Unless you guys have any questions. I mean, we used to go over for a few questions, you know, on Friday. But I think that's it. If not, both. Okay, so you want both, both books? Okay. All right. All right, and this is a reminder, next weekend, Mia, superhero paramedic, she probably hates it when I say that. <laughs> I don't know why. I just think it's funny. Anyway, Mia's coming down from Ohio uh, to get baptized. So, uh, so make plans on Saturday, I think it is, right, to do that. So that's going to be fun. Yeah, it is. All right. Um, weekends in the Word. Will that be happening this weekend? Uh, Lord willing, it's on my calendar. Okay. 
on or about 7.30 p.m. Central. Okay, good. On Saturday and Sunday. All right. All right. And, you know, on a personal note, I would also say, uh, you know, ask for your prayers for me this weekend. This weekend's, a, um, you know, the, the 16th anniversary of my mom's death. And I am a um, sentimental anniversary remembering person, and it's your mother. You know, when your mom dies, you'll never forget that. Um, unless you get amnesia, then you might. But anyway, 16 years Sunday is the anniversary of my mom's death. Uh, actually gone to heaven. I guess that's a good way to look at it. Um, so it's, it's really weird. I've been under kind of some attack spiritually I think I had a very weird dream about her a couple nights ago which really kind of freaked me out to be honest it was very very weird I I can't explain it but um so if you guys just keep me in prayer for there for that I would appreciate it and uh yeah and be bold right? Be bold. Stand up, people. Go with God because he loves you. And let's be the generation. Let's be the authentic believer, right? Let's be the person that Nathan was talking about. We need more of in the church. And let's pray for revival and for opportunities to share the gospel with those around us. You know, this is not a dress rehearsal, as Janet Parshall once said. You know, this is it. This is our life. It's not dress rehearsal. You only get one shot. And um, I think the opportunity is now, so we should seize the day and go for it. All right? So I love you guys. And I will talk to you. I will probably see you Monday. Bareface will see you on the weekend. Okay? All right.